Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. The way always to learn Tyra, any Tyra Yisrael that you want to learn. The way to learn Tyra is to ask questions, and from the place of questions you get the answers. A question has to bother you, it has to like, something's off, from that place of questions, answers come. A speaker, a friend of mine, once asked me to critique his, his shear. He gave lectures and he said, critique my shear. Listen to my speech and tell me what I do wrong. And I told him he doesn't sell his questions. He asks and answers and talks and he doesn't sell his questions. Now, I look like an actor. What's he supposed to do? Like, sell my question? I'm just an honest guy, you know? I'm not, like, looking to perform. He's making a tremendous mistake. If there's not tension in the room, if a listener is not annoyed by the question you have, there's no answer. They never come to an answer. Nothing was schwer. You'll see, by the way, if you ever give a speech... The way to teach anything in the world is to ask a question that's frustrating. If there's no tension of the question, what you're teaching won't go in. That's what is like a cute thing a speaker asks a cash, every speaker. Let me ask you, if I want that pasuk to go into my kishkas, there's some friction, me and the pasuk, something that... And when that friction, oh, what's going on? And I'm like bothered from the place I'm bothered. I come to the answers. Guys in their own lives, a guy will share something sad with you that happened to him. From the place of feeling the experience, you'll get to the answer. Unless you're crying and grieving in the problem, you'll never get to the solution. If you're in the problem, the solution will almost happen by itself. You'll feel, you'll process, you're, you're, you're there, you're in the cash of the tarots, almost happens by itself. In your own learning, how do you think of it? You and your chabrus have a kasha, how do you think of a tarots? This could get trippy, like when you try to think. Okay, let me think. What's, what's, think is like, what do you do much? Let me think. How do you think about a kasha? Get bothered again. Okay, one more time, okay. That's how you think, by the way. Get bothered. Sit in the misery of the kasha. Sit in the uncomfortableness. Ask it again. You read the Pasuk. Anybody who's... If you just say, I'm thinking. What do you mean you think? You're waiting for a God. <laughs> what does that mean? Thinking means that I'm going to live in the misery of the question. One more time. When you think, you ask yourself the question again. Enough time sitting in the question, it, it drives you someplace. It causes the mind to work. There are psukim in the Torah that yearly you can say, oh, that kasha again, and you're not thinking at all. I want you to know, this is a sheer Baruch Hashem, we learn many new things. This is a question I've asked in the past. If you're trying to say a word, you know, a guy meets an old friend, oh, let me tell you a word I learned and whatever. If you're not sitting in the kasha a little annoyed, you didn't say over anything. You, didn't, you, you, you want to like say, why do you even ask a kasha? Read a Pasuk and like live in a place of what's happening. Be frustrated by what's... Live in the place of the Kasha and it will work on you. So when I ask this next Kasha, this week's parish was Nitzav and Vayela, I want to ask you a Kasha that I want to sit in with you, the problem. I don't want you to go... And by the way, I promise you different years the Kasha brings me to different places very interesting. I'm going to share something with you that is not how I learned in previous years. I don't, I'm not looking to like say the same terrors. No, I'm looking to sit in the problem. I'm studying Hashem's words and something hits me. There's something funny. There's something off. I want to sit in that place and let it work on me because Hashem is saying something to me. My mind's like, what? What are you saying? What do you mean? From that place, you're, you're driven. The first, a kasha is not the opposite of a teretz. A kasha actually is, ve- is next door to a teretz. The opposite of a teretz is no kasha. 
The opposite of an answer is not a question. Questions actually are most, questions are cars that bring you the answers. The questions next, it's like saying a car is the opposite of destination. No, a car, if I want to get to the pizza shop, the only way is if I have a car. So a car is not the opposite of getting to the pizza shop. A car is the solution to get there. Questions are not the opposite of answers. They're actually the car that brings you the answers. But when you're bothered by the question, questions are not problems. Questions bring you to solutions. The opposite of answers are apathy, are a distrust in self. I don't believe in my question. That's the opposite of answers. So... I'd like Mayor to ask Akasha that I think is like, don't, don't run to an answer like sit in the problem. I'd like to ask Akasha that to me is on the sugya of tshuva and it's like such a, it's weird and troubling if, if, if you think so, if you don't think so. Let's talk about it much. I'm curious if you find this troubling. In Parashas Nitzavim, it speaks David about the mitzvah of tshuva. According to one pshat in the Rishonim, we're learning the psukim. Ki a mitzvah zois, this mitzvah of tshuva eli, asher anoichi mitzavcha ayoyim that I am commanding you today. This mitzvah that I am commanding you today. The Ramban speaks. The Ramban speaks in one pshat that's referring to the mitzvah of tshuva. So the mitzvah. That I am commanding you today, it's it, the, the, in context, the Psukim have spoken, of doing Shuva. The previous Psuk, in the previous Parsha, Parsha is a Samach to a Samach. When we say Parsha, we don't mean like we call Nitzabim a Parsha, we mean a, a Samach to a Samach or a Pei to a Pei. In the previous parsha, it was talking about tshuva. It's talking about coming back. It's talking about a, a, a sogya of tshuva in the previous psukim. That's what it's talking about. Returning to Hashem. It has been speaking about doing tshuva at difficult times in our life, coming back to Hashem. Then God says, this mitzvah that I commanded you, it's not very far from you. It's not, well, just tremendously distance from you. It's not in the heavens that you should say, who's going to get me there? It's not across the sea is unaccessible that I should say who's going to get it from me? Rather, it's very close to you. Gershon, I think it's one of the weirdest conversations that God just had here. Gershon, everybody right now is looking forward could you imagine, I'd look out the window, by the way, the sun is back out, it's pretty amazing, but okay, I knew get you to look, but the sun is coming out. But if I look out the window, if I look out the window at Ellie, I say, is that a giant? Whoa, oh my gosh, how tall is that guy? <laughs> that a giant is a very sensitive topic today. But is that, is that a giant? I look out there, and everybody's like, okay, Kalish, I see something crazy. He said, oh, it's, it's a midget. Gosh, are you okay? Are you feeling well today? That, what was your, you first thought you're seeing a giant, and then you hopped he's a midget? That's, what just happened? Gershon, that's weird. That's, what happened that's called me Katzel Akatzel to extremes? Is that a giant? A giant? Oh, it's a midget. What just happened? What did you see that you thought it might be a giant and it turned out to be a midget? Yisrael, this Pasuk is unbelievably peculiar. It's talking about Gershon, I want you to hear this. God's talking about Shuvah, about returning to Hashem. If God would say, it's not impossible, it's just difficult. That makes sense, Gershon. That's a normal thing to say. It's not impossible, it's very hard. Or you could say it's not very hard, it's easy. To say tshuva is not like 
impossible. It's rather easy. What? What's the Havamina? What's the Maskana? That's bizarre to talk that way. That's not a normal thing to say to somebody. It's clearly, there was a thought that Shuv was completely unattainable. And then somehow, the Maskana is, oh, it's very easy. There's something remarkably bizarre about talking like that. If it was so easy, why did it look so impossible? What's happening? What's happening? It went, what are you talking about that such a thing would happen? Why would you look at something and say, it's not a giant, it's a midget? <laughs> why would I, if it's so easy, so why would I think it's a giant? And if it's not, it's not a giant, it's just very tall, that would make sense. You hear the question? It's a weird thing, Sviki, to talk about Shiva and say, I know this is going to look impossible, but God talks to us. Listen, it's not impossible, it's very, very easy. What did you think originally? What do you think at the end? It's called in, in Sugis and Shas, even when two people have a machloikis, two amayran, or two tanayim, they're not supposed to argue mikatzel akatzel till extremes. Rishayim and Achrayim will ask, like, what a machloikis is supposed to be subtle? A matter of fact, when you learn Tyra, you're always supposed to make the machloikis smaller, because it's unlikely two people will look at the same thing and see opposites. So you always are mocked and you make the machloikis smaller, not bigger, because that's weird. Why would two people look at the same thing and see opposites? Like, what's going on? It becomes like a matter of, there's a huge discussion in Sukkah. It says that Rishonim and Sadiq are each going to see the Yitzhahara and they're going to see opposites. One's going to see a har gavaya and one's going to see a little hair. And they're going to look at the Yitzhah and Rishayim, Achrayim, there's a lot of ink has been spilled. How are they looking at the same thing and seeing such? They're both going to stare at the Yitzhah. Rishayim are going to see a tiny, puny, putrid dude. Look, uh, how didn't we beat that guy? And Sadiqim are going to see a monstrosity and they're going to bawl. How did we overcome that? Now that's problematic. Why do Rishon and Sadiqim see the same thing and they see opposites? And a lot is written on that kasha. That's a bizarre occurrence. Why would two people look at the same thing and see opposites? Something weird. And here the Torah is talking about Shuvah and has to address. I know you're going to think it's crazy, impossible, not hard, like unreachable. No, it's easy. What just happened? What, what was the What did we think originally? What did we think at the end? This question, I don't have a monopoly on any answer. I think in reading the Psukim, when we ask ourselves, what's tshuva? What are we striving for? What does it mean? And we then learn that it's something that there's a thought that it's impossible and God wants to know it's easy. That creates questions inside of me. What's happening? What is it? So the question, Sneaky, a good question. I have no monopoly, Ellie, on the answer. Do you do you do, do you feel the question, Sneaky? Ellie, Ellie, do you feel the question? You know what I'm saying? Mice, you feel the question? Yisrael, what do you hold about that question? Is it bothersome? The question? Not so much. I think it's a weird way of talking. Hashem's very precise. I think we're used to these psukim. There are songs on these psukim. I think Yisrael, it's a particularly weird way of speaking. You could say something, something's not even a little hard. It's shmizi. It's not even a drip hard. That I, that's like a kind... To say something is... Don't look at it and see something unattainable. Rather, it's easy. It's, what happened... That you'd look at it this way, like, what's going, what's this sugya that you're struggling so? Something funny. I'm sorry, Shui? You hear the kasha? Yeah. I think it's a, I think to me this question bothers me. Would it be okay if it just said, it's not as hard as it seems? Yes, that would be cool. Because like if it looked a little hard and say it's easy, you might say, you might even say this, uh, it's like hard, mamish, not hard. That makes sense. You compare, it's mamish, 
it's not even a little hard, it's like really easy. That's cool. To say that you would think it's impossible, unreachable, unattainable, and the Torah is like lengthy about it. And like the Torah like goes into detail. Don't look at us in heavens saying that you, you would say, how in the world am I getting here? Who's bringing me to the heavens and bringing me to this? Don't say it's me'ever layam. That, so the Torah is like myrich on this thought. That would be a very rational and reasonable thought of tshuva. Rather, it's simple. That's a strange thing. So this kasha I've been bothered for many years, and I've said other terutzim. I don't like saying terutzim. A question like brings you places when you study it. I want to say what I'm thinking this year. I don't say you, you, you have to agree to this terutz at all. I like honesty and thinking about a kasha. I want to say what I'm thinking about this year because it's just, it's saying, it's talking to me. And Hashem is trying to talk to us. I would like to share what, what, what it's telling me, that it's not impossible, rather it's easy. I asked, starting Elul, there's a Pasuk in Zechariah, and the Pasuk is in one of the Treyasar, and Hashem says, Shuvei return to me, Vashuva Aleichem, I will return to you. And I asked the guys here, the start of Elul, that if, we, if Hashem says return to me, Gersh, means I want you. I want you, I want you, I want you. I want you. So what, I, I want you, so come. What's Hashem now saying? I'll return to you. Why does he have to return to me? He said he wants me. Shuvei lai means I know the relationship needs two. But if Hashem says come, I want you, you don't need to say more and I'll return to you Shem doesn't need to do tshuva he's saying I want you return to me just come back son I want you see you come back what is Hashem saying and I will return to you there's no he's saying I want you so just say shuvei the magical call of I want you all of us have a call the prophet said to us all to me to you and anybody else any other yid you know shuvei I want you I want you. Really? You want me? Really? You know what I did? I, I, I think I'm out of the game. I, no, shuve lie. I want you. Come back. I want you. That's it. You don't need this. You don't add more and you say, I'll return to you. You don't need more. Hashem said shuve lie. Now, I know relationship needs both sides. But if God said, I want you, come to me. He's not, you know, you know somebody, Rachman Litzlan, does anybody know borderline personality disorder? Rachman Litzlan, borderline says, come here, go away. That's the short of borderline personality. Somebody who's very, very insecure, they'll say, come here, but go away. Because they're afraid when you come close. So the, the short of borderline personality is, come here, go away. Come here, come here, I want you, I, I love you, I hate you. Come here, go away. It's a, it's a personality disorder. They pull close and push away. Pull close. Push. Come, come, come. I want you, I hate you. I love you, I hate you. So Hashem says, Shuvei Lai, come here. You don't need to say more, unless like you're bavarning borderline. But you don't have to say, Ashuva Aleichem, I'll come back to you. Come here means I want you. Any normal person, come here means I love you. There's no go away attached. Come here, I want you, I love you. Come. Shuvei I want you. So what do you have to say? And I'll return to you. What am Hashem's returning to us? So what I'd like to say, it's a psik rabasi. What I'm about to say is a psik rabasi. The psik rabasi is a medrash. And the medrash on the psukim, I'll return to you, says a mashal of a melech, whose son is very, very, very far away. Very and the king says, son, I beg you, come to the palace. And the kid takes a step to the palace, and his father flies out and tackles him in a hug. He's miles away. He's like, the Medrash describes him. And that's how the Medrash describes Shuva Eli Shuva Aleichem. Just take a step, son. Tell me you care. Show an interest that I will meet you wherever you are, I'll meet you. I want you badly. I'll come to you. I'm not like arrogant. Come home, son. It's so far. And, it's, and the king is much easier to travel. He has servants at his disposal. 
Son, I beg you, take a step here, says the Psyk Rabasi. I will meet you, take Mamish a step, you're thousands of miles away from home. You've run so far, you're like in South Africa, Pashat, you're on the other side of the world. I beg you, pick up the phone and say, Tan, I'll fly wherever you are. Wherever you are, just signal home. I get one call and I'll meet you wherever you are. Shuve Eli, I want you so badly. Do anything that's beget their shuve like dial home from anywhere. You're at a payphone. You've run from home. You're completely disconnected. No shaykhs. You haven't been home in years. You haven't called. Just make a dial home. Put a quarter in a phone. Borrow a phone. Use your phone and dial home. Dad... I will locate you and I'll travel the world and I'll meet you there wherever you are. I want you and I'm interested in you. I'll meet you there. That's what Psikhtar Abbasi says. Shuve Laiva, Shuve Aleichem. Take a step, son. Just take a step. I want one step. Shuve Lai. Anything that's begeder, Shuve Lai. You called home. You called home. You had nothing more. No, you weren't trying. Nothing. Ashuva Aleichem, I'll meet you. That's what it means. That if you came all the way back home, Hashem doesn't need to locate you. So Shuve Lai says, Psikhtar Abbasi is anything that says, yes, I'm interested. Yes. Tat, I'm interested in you. Ashuva Aleichem, I'll pick you up from any place you are. That's what Psikhtar Abbasi says. I have to wonder, and I wonder that the thoughts here that there's a hava mean a tshuva is impossible is a reality for a person to get the places we want to get. The places we want to get are extreme and big. The places we yearn to get are, are extreme and big. And there's a hava mean of impossible because the distance is so great. But the answer is is but take a step and I'll meet you there. But move, but show, but but, but a little bit, I'll do the rest. Reportedly, I read somewhere, I can't, the Chavetz Chaim's yard site was yesterday, so I'm very, I'm, I'm like, I want to quote Chavetz Chaim's, Rav Fischer Shlita, who's such a, so connected, it's a connected person in the yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael, they learn Chavetz Chaim. I was listening to a shir of his yesterday, Aaron and I were listening, beautiful shir, Aninyana Diyoyma, and he was quoting Chavetz Chaim's, which is so beautiful. I could tell you, Anais, I have somebody could check this out. I don't think this was timed on purpose. It's Anais. On the mother's chat in this Masifta, they have Shmiris Halashin every day. And you know when they finish the book, Shmiris Halashin, on the Chavetz Chaim's yard site, by accident. You could find out from your mom if she's on the chat, if it's true. On the, on the day, who, who's? Avi's mother, could you find out right now if it's true? Call mom this nace right now. Is it true that they finished the Sefer Chavetz Chaim on the Chavetz Chaim's yard site? No, I don't want to. It's not nice to do that. We're waiting. I want to know. If that's true, you should know that story. I think somebody told me that's what's happening. I, want to, I don't want to say over a mice that it's not true. Is that crazy? She usually answers the phone. Let's... Was it timed on purpose? Was it timed on purpose? Can I put on speaker? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Could, put, bring the phone here, bring the phone here. Mrs. Bertram. Hi, Rabbi Kimus, how are you? Hello, there's not to put you on the spot. You're in front of how many people, Rebezi? 500. No, no, <laughs> I want to ask you, I want to ask a, a question. Every day you post Shmira Salashin on the mother's chat? Yes. 
And when did you finish? When did we finish the whole Sefer on the chat? We finished yesterday. Did you know, was that on purpose time, the Chavetz Chaim's yard site? No, we had no idea. I think that's amazing. <laughs> I like these things. I like, I like, yeah, these things are real. Hashem is real, His Torah is real, His Chachamim are real. That's a tremendous Kiddush Shemayim. Keep posting Shmir Salashim. That's amazing. Your son is a hero. Your son is a hero. Thank you for your son. If that's not crazy, if that's not crazy, they post it every day and they write. Somebody told me they wrote, we finished Shmir Salashen. And somebody else said, do you know it's the Chavetz Chaim's yard site today? And I was like, well, really? So that's what happened. Cool. So, Refisher Shlita. On a yard site, it's a big deal. These things, that we have a guy who learned in this yeshiva, Zevi Trank, years ago. Talmud Chacham Muflig, a wonderful Yid. Somebody who's been through Shas many times, a very special person. He puts out rare svarim. <laughs> he publishes rare svarim. He has crazy stories, but many. Like one day he decides to publish a sefer. He publishes very rare svarim. And either the day he decided to publish, and then he finds out it was that author's yard site, or the day it comes out, and it turns out he has crazy stories. Hashem is real, his Torah is real, his Chacham is real. He has like a lot of these type of stories. I think that's pretty cool. Lemaiser Fisher Shlita was speaking yesterday and quoted Chavetz Chaim's. Reportedly, I read that the Chavetz Chaim, when, when um, elevators came out, was very excited. It's funny, we had a, a guy who lived in Waterbury, was the CEO of Otis Elevators. He was the CEO, he lived in Waterbury, a from man. He was the CEO of Otis Elevators. Most elevators, I want you to check on forward, Maish. Most elevators are Otis Elevators. I look, I look for this. You'll go into most elevators you'll see are Otis. I noticed another company, I don't remember it, but I noticed Otis because this guy was the CEO of Otis Elevators. But anyway, Avi, you'll make a point, Avi Bershman, of checking going forward, Aaron. Most elevators are Otis Elevators. This guy was the CEO of Otis Elevators. Today, <laughs> <laughs> and today is not Otis's yard site. I don't know who Otis is, to be honest. But Otis Elevators was, um, this guy's a CEO, but Lemaisa, when Elevators came out, the Chavetz Chaim was very, very excited. And he felt it was a visual that you just walk into a room and press in a button and you get there. And he felt it was a beautiful visual for Chufa. And he felt like this Psipter Abasi, that you could just press a button and like the rest happens. Like it's so crazy. It's so muzar. So far. And like if I want to go there, don't I? Isn't there crazy work? Isn't there like, that's retarded. You press a button and you're there. I like planes for this reason. I think planes were out of our minds. When you sit down on the plane, you were all loony bins. I think we're crazy. I think we all need to go to mental institution. You sit in a plane at JFK and you think as a group you're going to be carried to Israel. You're out of your mind. I love planes. We're all nuts. We're all certifiably crazy. 300 people sit in a plane and you like make yourself comfortable. <laughs> and you're opening the door and you're going to be in Israel? Are you, are you, uh, are you okay? <laughs> you know, go back like 500 years. We're going to just sit in a plane and we're going to be carried like a machine's going to carry us there to Israel. We're all nuts. You sit in a plane, Israel, and you expect that you go, when you come out, you open the door and it's at Israel. Like, really? So I like, like, planes are like that. All the technology, you just but sit down, but press a button, and then amazing things happen is the Chavetz Chaim's visual for Shuva Eliva, Shuva Aleichem, just make a move, press the button, sit in the plane, seatbelt in, and it will all come. It was the Chavetz Chaim's visual that show you care, show you want, make a move, I'll take care of it. And, and perhaps, perhaps it certainly brings out the thought when it says Shuva's not impossible, rather it's just very close to you, might lead us to think that where we want to get to is we're crazy is places that are so beyond it's not where I'm living but kind of it's very very close is the world of operation is very close to you and you could just take a step 
I'll tackle you right there. You make a phone call, and all of a sudden, Tata's there. I think when people have their own journeys of, of their own lives, people's own tshuva movements, people's own journey of return is always like the smallest thing. It's almost like weird what they did. They almost struggle. If you ask, I like asking. We've had many, many people who've traveled many distances. I always love asking people what happened. It's always very, very tiny. Very, very tiny. Shuva elayva shuva aleichem. It's like the slightest, a little, they, and just, I don't know. If anybody, I was Zeichet to learn Igeris Ramban together with Rev. Aaron David. And here you, you're talking about a huge person, a big tzaddik, and we were learning Igeris Ramban, and the words are very important to me. I was Zeichet to learn together with this giant and to learn the words the Igeris Ramban with him. And the Ramban describes like this process that almost happens by itself. He says, speak softly. Then he describes like this spiritual sequence of events. With that, you won't be because things that just happen on their own. Almost naturally, things that happen on their own and things flow and happen. And I think a big part of this, of these days when we're in Yemei we're in days of Slicha, where Yid is heeding a call. There's a big focus in Yemei Slicha on our inadequacy. Days of Slicha means Mechila, Slicha means forgiveness. So it's days of my inadequacy. I dare say that equal to my, I, I more hear than our shortcomings is Hashem saying, I want you, Shuvelei. The call of these days is much more, I want you, I'm into you, I'm interested in you. You, like in a crowd, my brother, I grew up with a brother with red hair. Now the redhead is always called up. I remember once being at a magic show as a kid. It felt like there were 14,000 people there. There were probably like 15 or 20. You know, when you're a kid, you picture things different than you see them later on. As a kid, there were 15,000 people in the room which means there were 15,000 people, because that's what I experienced. And the magician was calling up one guy to help, and he scours the crowd, looks, and he's you. He wanted my brother, the red hair, the flaming redhead. My brother, Stamz Tzadik, would make sense he'd be picked, but the red hair doesn't hurt. He was picked out. You, you I want. Shuva Shuvela, you I want. The Yemei Slicha is the days of Shifer. To some hear the Shifer as, wake up, you fool, you bumbling fool. I hear the Shifer as a call of, I want you. As a call of, come back, I want you. It's you, Shuvei, I'm interested in you. I really... Come on, come, I want you. The call of wanting somebody, I want you, I want you. It's funny, we had guys in yeshiva once in a while who want a guy for, want a read a shidduch for a guy, their sister, and they're very embarrassed. How do you tell a friend? How do you tell a friend? Like you read your, it's so embarrassing. It's like so awkward. I'm like, always like, you're saying I want you. I want you in my family. And there's nothing embarrassing. You say I want you. And it's the worst. It's not a good shidduch. You told them I want you. I want to be, I want to be related to you. I want you. There ain't nothing embarrassing. That I think that's like profound. If I care, maybe it's going to be awkward because he can't say no. He, he'll say, oh, so I also want to be family with you. Grab the... I don't know if that's the way it's going down, but for saying that, but, but you know, but, but I want you is never like such a big problem. I want you, you. I want you, Shuvelei. I want you. I th- we, the association of these days are days where Hashem says, "I want you, you. I'm interested in you. I've I've a deep desire. Hashem has a taiva for us." The heavenly desire. Hashem, it says one of the things Hashem's misave is for the tshuva of Kleisvel. He's right, Sebeshuva. We say every Shmanesri, and we talk about Taiva. There's the heavenly desires that are deep. Hashem has ritzainus. Right? We have wills and wants. Hashem wants our tshuva. I want you. Right, Sebeshuva. I want you. I want your return. I want it badly. Hashem's right, Sebeshuva. The call of these days is Shuvelai. But the destination, sometimes I hear, Hashem, you want me, but you're, it's, it's pretty far from where I am to get to you. Oh, Ashuva Aleichem, you take a step. 
You call up home, I'll meet you, I'll meet you wherever you are. And but a phone call. Hashem's trip to us is very, very close. If you're beged there, I'll catch you, I'll find you, I'll meet you. So that's the call of the days. Perhaps in this question of tshuva seeming impossible, and Hashem saying it's very, very, very close, is this idea that where we want to get to is very, very far from us. But the task at hand is oh so close. Because if you press that button, it's a crazy journey. It's a stroll a thousand miles away. But just sit on the plane. Get comfortable. The plane will be, you'll, you'll, you can go to sleep, take a sleeping pill, and they'll wake you up when you're there. You'll be in Eretz Yisrael. Your work is but to sit on the plane. Your work is but to press the button. Shuvelei. Just sit on the plane and you got to go to sleep in case. You don't have to drive. You don't have to. Ashuvalechem. I'll bring you there. So that, that perhaps is the, is, is the words here. I'd like to sing I'd like to, and specifically we're talking about tshuva, that it's very easy. It's very easy to be about tshuva. And we're in days when there's yemei slichos, days of slicha, when we're starting to heed a call of tshuva I want you. And it's an easy call to answer. I'm talking interested. I'm talking interested. I'm interested. Reconciliation, I'm interested. I want in. I want in. So I'd like to sing together, Reb Johnny Shlita. Let's go.
want to ask, I want to end with a question, a question, another question, with a thought of an answer that, that, that just takes me to the season we're in. I'm very, very fascinated that Elul's, it's so interesting that we all start our years in Elul. Something, somebody's planning was like off, Hevra. The problem is that God runs the world, not, and everything's exact. That we, isn't it weird? We, shouldn't we start our years in Rosh Hashanah? Our zmanim, our years, our own years, how we work in our yeshivas and our schools, we start Elul. Is that like bad planning, Gershon? Elul's the last month of the year. Rosh Hashanah should begin. You start, you move in. We zayich the yeshiva got Gershon Pagra, the yeshiva. What a catch. Come. You're sweet, you're cool, wonderful, beautiful, Ben Come Rosh Hashanah, let's get going. You come Elul, then like it's, it's what's happening? Elul's the last month of the year. You came the last, and you finished last year, you're starting. Something's like off a little on the time, but everything's hashkoch iron. And here we start the year with Elul, very interesting. And the last month is so connected. Elul's like right into Rosh Hashanah. Rosh is the new year, like we end the year, but like preparing for the new year. Last year's last year, the new year's new year. Look, we connect them so stark that the last month is like so connected. They're part of, there's Elo's 40-day cycle. There's a cycle of 40 days. The 40 days are from Rosh Chaydesh Elo. By the Svardim, they say Slich is from Rosh Chaydesh. There's some cycle through Yom Kippur of these 40 days. Somehow it ran through a stop sign. It was the last month of last year. Something's like off in our last year, this year. We mix them up. I'd like to, I'd like to ask the following question. I'll tell you, this just made me think about something. Listen to this question, Maishalot. Maishu Rabbeinu, Parshas... Mitzavim, Maishu Rabbeinu's birthday, says, Ben Today is my birthday. Maishu Rabbeinu's birthday, Gershom, was the last day of his life. He was nifter at 120, and his birthday was the day of his death. He died on his 120th birthday. So it was the day he was starting his 121st year. Your 120th birthday means you finished 120. When you have your 18th birthday, you're starting your 19th year. Matter of fact, many Rishonim learn that Shmaya Esrei Luchopa means you're supposed to get married at 17. Because 17th birthday starts your 18th year. Your 18th birthday starts your 19th year. So the bottom line is, is that Maish Rabbeinu says, I am 120 today. So we know he died on the day he was born. And the Gemara, matter of fact, says, the Gemara in Kedushin, that it's the derech of tzaddikim. Hashem is mimalish noiseyim shel tzaddikim. Hashem fills the day of tzaddikim. That this happens. Revezi Shlita, do you know of any tzaddik? Could you share with us any tzaddik who died on the day he was born? Carl Sarovskin and, 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 and the Slavim Renesim Shalom. Did the Sima Shalom? Wow. Uh, uh, English. No cries with his old lady. Really? The Nesiva Shalom was... The Bar of Saraskin was Nifter on his 62nd birthday. Wow. And, and Nesiva Shalom was Nifter on August 11th, his 89th English birthday. Isn't that amazing? The prize was off by a day. Wow. So it says Sadiqim. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that amazing? The Nesiva Shalom. The Slanim Arebbe. The Nesiva Shalom. The Slanim Arebbe was... was, was, was Born on, it was Nifter on the day he was born. Maish Rabbeinu was Nifter on the day he was born. The Gemara Kedushin says that it's the derech. Why a tzaddikim born the day they died, the day they were born, is something they filled their tafkin. Some Indian that there was a shleimus. They completed the whole deal. There's such a... My kasha to you is on Yushalmi and Masech the Rosh Hashanah. Yushalmi in the third parak of Rosh Hashanah says that the Amaleki army, they used to take Goyim, they used to take birthday boys and ask them to fight in the army. Now why did they pick birthday boys? Because on your birthday you have good muscle, says Yerushalmi. So they knew the soldier wouldn't die on the day he was born. So Maishla, I have a kasha from Yerushalmi to Maishra Rabbeinu. Yerushalmi says that your birthday is a good muscle. 
to the point that the Amaleki army would take soldiers. It was their birthday because they wouldn't die. They have good mazel that day. How does that stim with the Gemara Kedushin that, that Sadiqim Aniftar on the day they were born? It's nice, Terence. So Hudi answers. Hudi said it from six. Say, speak out of full terms. Yeah, the Kashach Hebra. By Maishra Rabbeinu, it says he died the day he was born, because that's the derech of Tzadikim. To the Yushalmi, that says that the Goyim had soldiers fight when it was their birthday, because the good mazel, they wouldn't die. Does a person, that saying on his birthday, would never die to the Bavli that says Tzadikim Anifter on the day of their birth. Hudi. Hudi says a natural death could be when the time to depart it will be time the day of their birthday. A death in war, which is some gzera, an early death, would never happen the day of your birth. That's what that's what Hudi says. Is it possible, Hevra, another chat? I like Hudi's terrorists. Is it possible as follows? Gayim live in a world, a very finite world. In a very finite existence, when it's over, it's done. Amalek lives without Hashem. In their world, if you have good mazel, it means you're going to live. Because if he dies, it's over. That's how they live. When you die, it's over. So good mazel, in a world of mazel, means you live in this finite world. In a finite world, it's his birthday, he's not going to depart. To depart means it's over. In a world of Yidin, Ein Mazel Yisrael, we live in infinite existence. We connect to the infinite ones. Ein Mazel Yisrael means we don't live in that world of limitations. We live in a world higher than Zman. We live in a world of connection to Hashem. In that world, Sadiqim can be nifter on their birthday. It's not over at all. It's eternal. Sadiqim ayelchu michayol alchayol. They keep getting more and more schar. They keep, it's not, it's not over. Things don't end. So there's no ein mazul Yisrael. no vert. They can't be nifter that day. He continues to get schar, continues to grow. So in the world of the tzaddik, he could be nifter. What I want to say is that we live in a world of connected to eternal things. And one year, it's not a year ended and finished. Each year connects to the next year. I say to everybody, if you had a good year, keep bringing it forward, the success that you had. If we feel we had challenges, and I don't mean it's not this or that, to the aspects that we had challenged, be, be elevated from it. Learn from it and bring that forward. And bring everything that we had. Bring it with us. Continue. We're a people of eternity. We're a people of forever. We're a people of last year connects to this year, which binds with next year. We're people who have something. We're, we acquire things. It's like, put that year away. No, bring the year forward. The successes of the year continue to live with that eternal connection, the internal things that we've carried and have. That which was imperfect, let's fix, let's do tshuva, let's bring along. In many aspects, doing tshuva, the process of tshuva, our journey of the last few days here, we have a few days left to this year. We're not just nailing it in, we're bringing everything forward. Could I, is it fair to say, Gershom, if everybody can... Is it fair to say that what I'm doing the last few days is packing up my year to bring it with me for eternity? What do I mean? That which I've acquired, that which is good, I plan to continue. I can plan to hold on. I plan to bring along. And that which I made mistakes, I'm going to learn from that. I'm going to do tshuva. I'm going to improve. I'm bringing that along too. We've said here that tshuva me'ava, your averis become mitzvahs. Some ways, at the end of the year, I'm just packing it all up to bring it with me forever. I want to bring the year along with me. That which I've done well, I plan on continuing. I plan on holding on to for all eternity. And that which I've maybe made mistakes, I'm going to learn from those things. That's the process of tshuva. I want to improve. I want to figure out. I want to resolve. And I'm going to bring that forward also. Everything I have is coming forward with some ways can we look at the end of the year 
that we're packing up everything and bringing it along. It's all coming with. That's what I wanted to frame. The last few days of the year we have, we're holding today on Yom Sheni. Every day now is the last Sunday of the year, the last Monday, starting from yes, is the last Monday of the year. Going until Shabbos Kodesh, which will begin the new year, but starting from this past Shabbos Sunday is the last Yom Sheni of the year. And we're just packing up that which is good bringing forward. That which was was maybe maybe wasn't what we wanted, fixing, learning, figuring out, resolving. We're packing forward. So I wanted uh, all of us to heed the call of Yemei Slich Shuvela, I want you. Let's do something that says, Hashem, let's call up. Something that says, I'm a shove, and Hashem meets us here, wherever we are. That phone call, that move, that slight move, Hashem will meet us. All of us should be zeichet, be counted amongst those who responded to Shuvela, I want you. That little flinch of a move, you want me? And we flinch, that little flinch. For those of us that watch football, and you watch like an offensive lineman, it's so frustrating, you get that penalty, like the man like flinched, like really? But I like that flinch, because that's what we have to do. We flinch, we flinch, that's Hashem says, Ashuv Aleichem, just flinch. Move like a drip. That little movement that counts, the whistle will blow. The shaifer will blow, you responded, you did it. Ashuv Aleichem, I'll meet you. So we should all be counted amongst those people. Shuv Eli, that's your prayer. Thank you, You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Myron McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.